You're listening to Casual Talk Radio, where common sense is still the norm. Whether you're a new or a longtime listener, we appreciate you joining us today. Visit us at casualtalkradio.net. And now, here's your host, Leister. Once again, the lovely Bailey introduces Leister, your host at casualtalkradio.net. And I welcome you if you're new to the show, you'll find we've got a little bit of a different flow. That rhymes. I've got some very exciting news for those listening. This is not going to change the Casual Talk Radio, the podcast. What it's going to do is it's going to expand the podcast into different arenas. This is closer to the vision I've always wanted. I'm not exactly to the end game because that one is a lot more involved, and I think that the industry is trying to move away from that. I want to move towards it. I'll get there sometime. That involves a lot of expensive hardware, uh, space that I don't have. There's a lot to that, so it's not going to happen in the short term. And I don't want to spoil the secret, but this will all take effect if I finish my testing this week. It will all take effect next week for what I'm about to describe. And again, I don't want to spoil it, but suffice to say, the podcast is not changing. We still will record the podcast as we currently do. However, we're going to have a new brand. So just to break it out, break down how this works, CTR is the company that is over top of Casual Talk Radio. CTR is going to be creating another product. This product line is, it's complementary to Casual Talk Radio, but it's a different product. It's a completely different thing. And what it's going to do, some of these topics that I talk about, especially the one today, I'm going to dig into it some more. But some of these topics that I talk about, some of these educational pieces, apparently a lot of people really enjoy some of the book reading things. I'm going to get into those. That, that content's going to be on this new brand that we're going to create on an ongoing basis. And here's the spoiler, a little bit of a spoiler. You have a car, you might be able to listen to us in the car and it's live. So when I say live, I'm saying that there'll be content that's recorded live. So as it's being recorded, you'll be able to hear it. Now, just to warn you, there's a lot to this. There's a lot of mechanics, nuts and bolts, hardware, space. There's all these considerations. From what I can tell, it looks like I can pull it off. I've already done some samples and it's looking good. So this is going to be happening over the next week to wrap up the testing. Everything looks good. We're going to launch it beginning with next week. So Monday's episode podcast will record as normal, but now for the remainder of the week, you'll have access to additional content for casual talk radio. And we'll give you more information about how you can partake in that content. I, I think it's a really exciting thing. I think it's really cool. And if I can get to my end game, which I don't know that I can, but if I can, that'd be even better. I might even end up on Wikipedia. Who knows? Let's get to more today, today's topic here. And it was inspired by some chatter that's happening on social media. And it was, there's artists, obviously musical artists of varying kinds, you know, the modern day artists, you know, your Taylor Swift's of the world, all the way back to retro artists and in between. And something came to my attention that I thought was good to talk about because I think there's a misunderstanding with different artists and how they approach this. And it's this idea we've come from as a society, we've come to this world where we look down upon complimenting somebody of the fairer sex as in women. And you're, you're probably thinking to yourself, what are you talking about? Today, in modern, it's actually looked down upon to say that somebody is attractive or cute when you're talking in a business context. So let's say it's an artist that's up on stage. Or let's say it's somebody doing a presentation, whatever. And somebody says, wow, she's really, she's really attractive, she's really cute, she's sexy, she's hot, she's whatever. Immediately, that person will be attacked because the thought is, your focus should not be on their looks. Your focus should be on the content which they're presenting. 
I don't agree with this. It is true that you should have focus on the content. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying that people can appreciate whatever they appreciate about a person. And it is true that when you're public speaking, when you're presenting, when you are prepared for, you know, statements, whenever you're up on stage, you're in front of people. It is, you are put up on a pedestal. You are being evaluated, not just your content, but the way you look, the way you sound, the way you present, if you're performing, the way you perform, the way you move. It, it's all together. So I don't think it's fair to criticize males for finding a woman attractive that happens to be put up on that pedestal because that's the whole nature of the game, of the business. If you're some sort of a celebrity, you're going to be judged, engaged on all these. But even in the workplace, like at work, if you're called to present something in front of the room, people are checking you out. They're looking at your clothes. They're looking at, you know, how your hair is done. And they're making those judgments. They may not say anything. And that's kind of the counter argument. You can feel what you want to feel and think what you want to think. Just don't say anything. I don't agree with that either. I think there needs to be an appreciation and an embracing of the aesthetic. Now, where did this all come from? Well, there's an artist that I really enjoy. Her name's Candy Dolfer. She's from, I believe she's from the Netherlands. And she's a saxophonist. Her dad was a very well-known saxophonist, Hans Dolfer. And she's really good. She was personally hand-selected by Prince. She's performed with Prince on numerous occasions in the past. And Prince once considered her one of the best to do it. I argue she's one of the best to do it. If you get a chance to check out her music, Candy Dolfer with an F, as in Frank, and definitely like, she has great songs, LA City Lights, Smooth. She has fantastic music that's just, I think she's one of the best. Anyway, the, the difference with Candy Dolfer, though, and some of these other artists, I'm going to call out Alize. Alize is, she's from overseas. She, I don't think she's still active, but she's one. Uh, let's say the Spice Girls, that's another one. The difference with somebody like a Candy Dolfer and some of these other ones, a lot of these musical female musical artists, they're presented in a sexual light, right? They're presented to appeal to males. If you think Britney Spears back in her prime, great example. Uh, Christina Aguilera in her prime, great example. They're presented in a second Maya, uh, Maya Houghton in her uh, prime, Aaliyah in her prime, and so on, right? There's so many, I can rattle them all off. Well, then I think about Taylor Swift, and Taylor Swift initially... I would argue did not have this. And then later after the whole Kanye West situation, all of a sudden you started seeing kind of this shift over to that where the, the, and that's because essentially they are influencers of, of a form and they know that their, their brand, their pre, their presence matters. When you have people who are not necessarily as attractive, it's harder for them to get over to that same degree, Right. Uh, Leslie from that female Ghostbusters, which was arguably terrible, but the point is Leslie, she's a comedian, well-known comedian. She would get nowhere near the level of play as somebody who is attractive doing it. That's just the nature of what it is. Michael Blackson, right? He is, he is well-known just because of the movies he was in, but he arguably plays the same character no matter what, because he knows he doesn't have the attraction factor to be able to do it any differently than he was doing it. So where am I going with this? I believe that there's something to the celebration of beauty. I believe that the celebration of aesthetics 
plays a strong factor, and I don't think it should be denounced or criticized. I think we should welcome it again. I think we should be, I think we should respect those women who know they have an attraction to them and they appreciate being told that they're attractive. I know it seems a petty thing, but if we get to this world where we can't even appreciate the beauty of someone, at that point, all we're doing is tiptoeing around everybody else and we're afraid to express how we really feel and think. This doesn't mean that you should go overboard with it. It doesn't mean that you should be crass with it. It doesn't mean that you should be extremely un, unacceptable with the way you express it. I'm saying that we should be able to simply say somebody that's really attractive or somebody's cute or somebody's sexy, or somebody's hot, whatever word you choose to use. There was a candy actually did a, she did a segment with Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie, of course, is with the Commodores and Commodores has the song Brick House and, you know, with the mannerisms on stage and it's just for the show, you know, Lionel singing the song and pointing as if Candy's the Brick House, Candy went with it. Candy went with it. When Michael Jackson and Britney Spears performed together at, at the way, you know, the way you make me feel, Britney went with it. She went with it like she's the girl being talked about in the song. These are, these are fantastic. And then some people will come back and they'll say, yeah, but look at Britney now. Britney now is not the Britney that was. Britney now is because after the fame, after everything else, and after all the depression, after everything that happened to her, she got in a situation where she had to be protected by her family. The media ran with the narrative that she was trapped. And maybe she was trapped to some degree, but you got to look at why she was trapped. She was trapped because, as you see now, she was having serious issues trying to just get through life. And it was hard for her when she is on her own to manage the sustain. She can't manage the relationship. She can't hardly manage things. She's doing videos with knives. But remember Brittany, Brittany that was, Brittany that was, was highly sexualized, highly sexualized. Like all you could think about when you saw her videos was how sexualized she really was put on a pedestal. Same with Maya, same with Christina, same with all these other ones. So, it's kind of this middle ground. If the media is pushing these women in a sexual manner because they know sex sells and they're doing it to sell records and they're putting them out there like this. And I go back to Alize, who I talked about earlier. I mean, geez, you can't get a better definition of jailbait than what Alize was doing. And she was over 18, but just her appearance and the way that she was sexualized, it's like, come on. But when you have the media and the machine, quote unquote, that's pushing the narrative that they should be sexualized in that manner, you run the risk of harming them mentally and emotionally and spiritually. And that happened to pretty much every single one of them that I called out. Every single one of them that I called out went through significant trials and tribulations, just trying to get through life, just trying to make it and come out on the other side safe and sound. Versus somebody who just happens to be extremely talented extremely skilled and is appreciated for their beauty without it being shoved in your face. You know, it's a, it's a different approach. If, if it's subtle and you just happen to notice it, this is somebody that's generally attractive. I think that's, that's a better avenue than when the media is shoving it in your face, shoving it in your face calls out the wolves who are going to mistreat these women when it's subtle and they're allowed to be themselves and they embrace it for what it is. And they're not just putting themselves out there like what not. I think it seems to go over a little bit better. Well, what does celebration 
mean? Celebration of what? Celebration, when we say celebrating beauty, what do we really mean there? We know that everybody is at some point going to be going to be losing whatever made them attractive at a point in life. And then there's other people where they, they do things to try to extend that. So we think about Madonna, right? Madonna had a general attraction through her prime. She was just a generally attractive person. She dated quite a few of the, of the most important people you could ever think of, including Tupac, believe it or not. But later she eventually was starting to lose some of that attractiveness in her mind. And she resorted to surgery. And so now she physically does not have that same attractiveness she once had, but that's normal because she gets older. As we get older, we're going to lose some of that beauty. It's normal. It's going to happen to every single person. Well, she still has, I would argue, the intelligence factor. She does weird things. This is, this is granted. And it is the whole adoption of the kids and everything is kind of strange. But the person inside... Her, I think the person inside may still have some redeeming factors that we should celebrate. She doesn't choose to put those on display nearly as much as she used to. Remember, she used to be a very intelligent speaker. She used to talk about just any and everything and seemed open and nothing was harming or hindering. And then all of a sudden she changed. Very similar, ironically, to Amy Winehouse before she died. And although we're not talking about physical beauty, I think the inner beauty is just as important because it's what you don't see and you only get a chance to experience it when you get, when you hear them talk or you hear them talking to somebody else. Well, we don't get to experience that very often because we're too busy. The media, when I say we are too busy putting them on a pedestal for their sexuality and it's what's shoved in your face. But if it's not what's shoved in your face, we now get to experience other sides on the back end. I'll give you another very notable example, and then I'll wrap up here. Diana Ross. Diana Ross in her prime was arguably highly sexualized. I, I think more than anybody at the time, she was very heavily sexualized. And it's true that Diana Ross had a lot of different relationships. So I'm not going to dismiss the number of relationships she did have. This is true. But she was sexualized in the way she was presented when she went solo the Supremes were somewhat sexualized as a group, but certainly not to the degree that Diana was. Well, Diana, when she was younger, she would go on talk shows and she would do interviews. She was very flirtatious. Even when she was married, she was very flirtatious. So she helped promote this narrative of a highly sexualized person. And perhaps she just is that. Perhaps that's what she's comfortable with. I don't know. I've never talked to Miss Ross. My point is that later... When you got a chance to, first of all, her singing evolved and she arguably has one of the best singing voices possible, but you didn't experience that until she got much older. And then when you hear her talk, actually talk on interviews and things, turns out she's a very intelligent person. She's very well thought out and she's not what she's portrayed to be, but it's hidden behind what we see, what the media presented and what she herself presented. So, we don't get to experience the true person. We don't get to embrace or welcome or even appreciate the true person that is because we get the front end when they're young and it's whatever the media deigns that they should do or they themselves, because they feel they have to do a thing or surgically they change who they are or they change their hair or something else to where they're no longer that same person that they used to be that we found appealing in the first place.
no matter what situation it is, and if you are on the female persuasion, I would encourage you not to, just like Barry White said, don't go changing, trying to please me. I mean, I think there should be this appreciation of one's beauty, number one. I think that the beauty itself should come from within as well as without, number two. I also think that if there's any opportunity to just be comfortable in your own skin, you see around you that there's people that appreciate you. And I'm talking in a respectful manner, not to push that away, not to be critical or not to be angry or not to be offended or not to be dis, you know, dismissed, dismissive about a person who is appreciating your beauty. If they're truly appreciating your beauty and there's not nefarious reasons behind it. And obviously it's sometimes hard to tell. I, I admit that I acknowledge this and I'm not telling you straight up that you should be, you know, put yourself out there and put yourself at risk. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying that I think for those men who can appreciate beauty of all forms, they should be allowed to do it. And I think you should welcome it because I think it's a lacking thing in the modern world. I think we should get back to being more about each other. And it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying I think we should do it. The last note I'll put out, if you get a chance, Candy Dolfer, I do recommend check her music out, even if you're not normally a jazz listener, but I do recommend you listen to her. She's really good on the saxophone. And I think she, some of her music will possibly catch you. Now, if you're part of the Marilyn Manson crowd, I probably can't help you. But if you'd like some form of jazz, I highly recommend her music. Check her out on YouTube as well. Uh, her music is there and her live performances are there. She does, uh, she tours, she does, performances with other artists, and I think she's really, really worth listening to more than any other artist today, and a great person overall. And again, I think she's from the Netherlands, so you may not get the chance to see her live, but there's copious amounts of content out there on YouTube and audio to listen to and get a sense of that one as, a, as an example of somebody who has ex extreme amounts of talent, just great talent, extremely skilled, yet isn't afraid to embrace her beauty because she is a physically beautiful person and she also happens to be a very beautiful person inside as well 